I'm Bobby Connor for South Carolina Public Radio with Health Focus here at the remote studio for the Medical University of South Carolina in Charleston. It's estimated that 25 to 30 million Americans are living with a rare disease, and 90 percent of these rare diseases are still without FDA-approved treatments. Dr. Patrick Flume is here to talk about efforts to better understand and address the needs of patients with rare diseases in South Carolina. Dr. Flume is a professor of medicine and pediatrics, and he's director of the Cystic Fibrosis Center at MUSC, and he is chair of the South Carolina Rare Disease Advisory Council. Dr. Flume, what's the definition or the criteria for a disorder to be considered a rare disease? Obviously, a rare disease is something that's very uncommon. The FDA, for example, has defined a rare disease as a condition that affects fewer than 200,000 people in the country. There are over 7,000 diagnoses that meet the definition of rare diseases. Tell us more about the many challenges for people who have a rare disease. First, because their condition is rare, the clinicians may not be considering that as a diagnosis. And so many of these patients will go long periods of time before they finally get to a diagnosis to help them understand what they have. A second big issue for them is access to care. And that includes both access to clinicians who are experts or at least well-versed in that particular condition. There may not be anyone in their area who specializes in that kind of a disease. But the other is having access to therapies. So as you had mentioned, there are many of these that don't have an FDA-approved treatment. But in other cases, it might be that they need therapies, you know, physical therapy or such that they may not have great access to. Are there good resources for physicians and also patients related to rare diseases? For some conditions, there are well-established advocacy groups. And again, I'll talk about cystic fibrosis. The CS Foundation has done an excellent job of providing resources and supporting centers to provide expert care. But for others, it may not be clear. And I would particularly point people to the NORD for National Organization of Rare Diseases to their website, because at least it gives you an opportunity to find the condition and see what information might be available, including identification of centers that provide care specific for that condition. Tell us about the South Carolina Rare Disease Council that you chair. What's the mission of this group? Rare Disease Advisory Councils, or RDACs as we call them, It's a relatively new thing that most states have begun to implement. Essentially, it's an advisory body to the state legislature whose purpose is to provide a platform for the rare disease community. It's also intended to provide the community with resources to learn more about uh, their condition or have access to uh, clinical resources available to them. What we've accomplished so far is to create the committee to be fairly representative of the stakeholders in rare diseases This includes patients and families, as well as clinicians and investigators and state offices that provide services to these patients. We have our website that is up and running. That's rarediseasesc.org. Essentially, we're trying to now look at the needs of the community so that we can provide more advice and build out our resources available for the community. Dr. Flume, thanks for this update about rare diseases. You're welcome. Thank you. From the remote studio for the Medical University of South Carolina in Charleston, I'm Bobby Connor for South Carolina Public Radio.